Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Well, I should say welcome, really, even though the intro you just heard was uh, the same because we made that one. The name of the podcast, if you've noticed by clicking on this episode, has changed, so we are no longer the Garden State of Hockey. We are Hockey at the Rock. We think it's just as catchy, if not catchier. And that's due to some logistical reasons you don't need to know about. But if you're looking for us, that's going to be the name moving forward. Not much else is changing about the podcast and its delivery. You'll still be able to find it in the same exact spots you can find it in before. We're still the same people hosting it. My name is Dan Roselle, and I'm joined, as always, by John Fisher. Hello, John. Hello, Dan. And welcome, everybody, to Hockey at the Rock. Yeah, we've been away for a little while. Uh, got a little bit busy for us in the real world, but also figuring out the logistics for moving the podcast over to this platform. Seems it's all been squared away, so we are ready to go. And um, I know we've all been following along these last couple of weeks, but we have some exciting updates. And for the first time, actually, sadly enough, we can say that Garden State of Hockey never saw the team clinch a playoff spot. But Hockey at the Rock gets to start its life by discussing the clinched playoff spot, the New Jersey Devils. And I was actually uh, lucky enough to be in the arena the night of clinching, which is kind of a weird feeling seeing after the first intermission, the Devils have clinched a playoff spot while the game was very much still happening. But that feels good to say. For the first time in the history of us podcasting together, John, the Devils will be heading to the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's right. This breaks a uh, a drought since the 2018 season, uh, a very memorable playoff appearance for me uh, personally. And uh, also a very memorable playoff appearance as it was the uh, capstone of what was Taylor Hall's Hart Trophy winning season. It looked like the Devils were on the up and up. And then everything fell apart. Ray Sherrill got fired. John Hines got fired. Hall was traded and a whole bunch of other things happened. But hey, the Devils are now back yep. to being good. And they're actually clinching the playoffs, you know, well before game 80 or game 81, as it were, as they, they did were... after 2018. They were the third team in the NHL this year to clinch their spot. I mean, it's something that we could never have imagined going into the season that not only would they clinch it with weeks to go, but they would clinch it so early on in terms of the relative league order because they've just shown consistency. They've shown, um, you know, no matter what stretch they go through, they stay pretty level headed and they usually have a bounce back effort after a disappointment. And these last couple of weeks have been about preparing for these playoffs and it's looking more and more that uh, the Devils will be hosting the New York Rangers in the first round. Now, that's not set in stone just yet. But man, oh man, is every result careening towards that uh, scenario, isn't it? Absolutely. And in a sense, that's gotten a lot of the people who matter very up in arms about some of the performances over the last two and a half weeks because you're viewing these games with the lens of, will this work in the playoffs? Can this get this done in the playoffs? Can the Devils win? Because it's not just, this isn't 2018 where people will just be happy that they're there especially since the first round is going to be against, against our hated rivals. If mm-hmm. there is a series, you do not want to just, just be happy to be there. And you know, if you lose in five games, whatever, if there is one opponent, you do not want to have that against it's against that team, especially as the devils in these last two and a half weeks did win the season series against them. And in fact, Dan, if you will indulge me, mm-hmm. I would like to just briefly run through all the games I'm just going to mention scores and just minor notes here and there. Yeah, yeah, hit us. Right. So since our last recording, the Devils got bodied by Tampa Bay. The Devils responded very well, but still needed a six on five goal power play goal from Timo Meyer to force overtime. Overtime doesn't solve anything. You lose four, four to three in a shootout to Tampa Bay where the Devils acquitted themselves quite well, but still got the L. Then the Devils went to Sunrise to play Florida, who, by the way, 
this was one of the many games of how Florida is in a wild card race, as opposed to Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit all flaming out. Uh, the Florida Panthers basically took the Devils, uh, took care of the Devils pretty decisively in a 4-2 loss. The Devils followed that up by giving up two goals to Tampa Bay. Jesper Bratt said, nah, son, scored seven seconds right after the second goal. And the Devils scored five unanswered to beat Tampa Bay 5-2 to two and answer all the questions about whether or not the Devils can handle the Tampa Bay Lightning. The answer is, it is indeed possible. And they did so at MLI Arena. On the 21st, the Devils hosted Minnesota in what was a goaltender's duel. Mm-hmm. Both goalies goalied up the other teams. The game ended in overtime. Literal last second, Jack Hughes hits the post. Puck bounces away from Dougie Hamilton. Matt Boldy takes it, scores with a second left on the clock. 2-1 loss whatever uh minnesota i guess you're welcome because that that result helped them uh move up in the central mm-hmm. and then after a brief two days off the devil's host uh went to buffalo gave up a whole bunch of goals early with a, some really lax defending jack hughes nearly willed to come back but the devils fell short 5-4 um that game was of course frustrating because if the devils won that game they would have clinched the playoffs then then on yep. the 25th as you mentioned the devils were hosting ottawa our hated rivals beat Florida that day. So by the first intermission, the Devils clinched the playoffs, but the Devils managed to beat Ottawa anyways in regulation. They were up 3-1, coughed up that lead. Dougie Hamilton makes it 4-3. Devils hold on, get a big empty netter, 5-3. There goes Ottawa's faint playoff hopes. Devils are in the playoffs. Then on Monday, the Devils go to Long Island and get goalied by Ilya Sorokin, almost like Philip Gustafson did the week prior. And um, the Devils just made, Ryan Graves had an awful night. Andres Palat had an awful turnover. Kyle Palmieri, the pride of Montville, New Jersey, buried the Devils in a 5-1 loss, which had two empty netters. So the score looked worse than it was. Then the big game against our hated rivals to close out the month. Dan, if you want a playoff performance, you wanted a playoff preview, you wanted to know, can the Devils just outplay an entire team for 60 minutes? And the answer is yes. And they did so against our hated rivals. The score was only 2-1. It could have been 4-1. It could have been 5-1. But Igor Shosturkin in a post made it only two to one. Nevertheless, get the dub. Devils are better than our hated rivals. You love to see it. Win the season series. Three out of four wins. Go home, Manhattan. Don't be scared of gay people. Then the Devils went on the road for uh, their final back-to-back set of the season. Uh, April Fool's was no fooling. Uh, Chicago put up an effort because the Devils decided defensive coverage at times was not necessary and they paid the price. But the Devils pulled away for the 6-3 win over a very sad Chicago team. Um, lovely goals by Timo Meyer, uh, Ryan Graves, Roofer, you know, things that you love to see. Then the Devils went to Winnipeg and got absolutely smacked down by the Jets, who needed that win. Um, the Jets weren't so much vastly superior. The Devils were just that bad. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, Devils nearly got shut out in this game, but Nico Heischer po- poked a puck through Connor Hellebuck's legs with 13 seconds left on a power play. Excuse me, on a power play to keep the shutout list uh, season alive. Devils lose six one, and then most recently last night, the Devils hosted Pittsburgh in a game that Pittsburgh absolutely needed. And then from minute two onward, the Devils just bossed the Penguins around. The Penguins had no answer for the Devils at five on five, no answer for the Hughes line, no answer for the Heischer line, and absolutely no answer for Dawson Mercer, who put up a hat trick of lovely goals in front. Tristan Jerry got bodied. Nico Heischer making plays. Nathan Bastian returned and had a handful of decent shifts. Vitek Vanacek stone rot Sidney Crosby on a deflection in front. Devils win five to one. The Penguins are in the panic room. The Devils 
are looking solid. And the next four games effectively don't matter because Columbus has nothing to play for. Boston already won the president's trophy. I don't think Buffalo is going to make the playoffs and the Capitals got mathematically eliminated last night. So let's put it this way. The Devils are currently sitting three points behind Carolina with an extra game played. They're five points ahead of the Rangers and have played one more game than them. That'll be made up today when the Rangers play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Realistically, the Devils could still get anywhere from first to they'll get no worse than third in the Metropolitan Division. That's already said. That's right. Yeah. Um, but realistically, could they get first? Sure. Could they get third? Sure. Most likely they're going to be second, taking on the Rangers. I think you have a lot of initiative to kind of overtake Carolina and play either the Islanders or Pittsburgh, though. I think we've seen it, it's yeah. kind of weird. We've seen the Devils match up poorly against the Islanders this year. It just feels like they don't have the same kinds of efforts against them that they do against a lot of other teams. But Pittsburgh, I would love to see Pittsburgh in the first round. They would be awesome. Well, I got some bad news. Well, yeah, you would love to see Pittsburgh because they're not a playoff team. Like they're kind yeah. of like like Pittsburgh. Well, they're only like, one point out right now with four games left for all the no, teams involved. The I don't point... think it's like foreign to say that they could take that top spot and the Devils could take the um the top metro spot, but I just don't think it's likely. I think what we're looking at right now is like a I don't know, seventy plus percent chance that the Devils play the Rangers in round one. It's even higher than that. And uh, uh, look, this is not a Penguins podcast, but just to run down, the Penguins have four games left. They'll play Minnesota to, uh, tomorrow. Then they yeah. go to Detroit, who, by the way, Detroit smacked them down 7-4 in a game Pittsburgh really needed last week. Yeah. Um, and then they'll end their season going to Chicago and then hosting Columbus, two teams that are playing for last place. So, yeah, the Penguins could jump back into the wild card spot, but that's kind of been the problem with the Penguins as a whole this season. And you saw it in the game against the New Jersey Devils, is that... Everybody and their mother knew that this was an important game for the Penguins and for the Devils, who cares? You know, mm -hmm. as you just said, the Devils are, you know, they would have to go on an ice cold streak and, the, and our hated rivals have to go on a hot streak for the Devils to lose and drop to third place in the division. But even then, who cares? The Devils are so good at the road. They already got wins at MSG this season. I don't think anybody would be that upset if the Devils started that first round on the road, which mm -hmm. isn't going to happen now. But, but Pittsburgh needed, 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 needed this game. And you know, that's been the story of the Penguins. Like when they need it important, you have no idea what you're going to get. You're not going to get the Tristan Jerry that shut out Nashville. You got Tristan Jerry giving up juicy rebounds to Dawson Mercer for, um, you know, a backbreaking late, late minute goal in the uh, last minute goal in the second period. It's the same, you know, defensive performance of Chris Letang where he is not picking up the right man and, and Nico Heischer made him look like a chump stain uh, on Mercer's hat trick goal. It's the same game where, you know, the, the Penguins where they're giving up odd man rushes left, right, and center, and they're not even doing anything to try to slow the game down, even with just Jerry holding on to the puck more often. Like, it's it, it's just baffling how stupid the Penguins have played in some of these games to lose to the Devils 5-1, to one, to lose to Detroit last week 7-4, to four, to lose to Ottawa 2-1 in the week prior. Um, they have no – they're going to – I really do think they're going to miss out on the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they have no one to blame but themselves for this. And the Devils, credit to the Devils, because I know one of the criticisms after the Jets game was, oh, well, the Jets were hungry. You know, maybe the Devils are going to struggle against the teams that are hungry. You know, they they lost to Buffalo. They're hungry, too. And I would counter that by saying, yeah, but they also beat Ottawa, and they just smacked down Pittsburgh. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the Devils are more than capable of ruining some teams. Uh, the 49 wins this season that they have is good evidence that they can, you know, make some teams miserable. And there's a pretty good chance, Dan, that and there's an outside chance, but a good chance that um, we could see the most successful Devils regular season ever this season.
Yeah, that's uh this team is setting a bunch of different um marks that we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time from the Devils. The single season points mark from the Devils, isn't it 96 by Eliash? Uh we have Jack Hughes at 91 with four games to play. It is entirely possible for Jack Hughes to catch Eliash. And the sad thing is that if Hughes didn't have that cold streak last mm-hmm. month. Which even then, you know, he still had like 12 points. And he uh, missed four he, games with an injury. He missed four games with an injury. You know, 50 and 100 from him is entirely within reach. I think there's a reason why I call him the big deal. Because this is a big deal. Like, despite some of the um, slowness and some games that didn't go quite so well, he still clears the rest of the team by at least nine goals. <laughs> and 16 points yeah. like the guy is just on another level when it comes to creating things even in the penguins game he only had the one assist a slap pass to timo meyer for a five on three goal but every time he was on the ice the line was just in the penguins face it was a minor miracle that line did not create more more goals um because they absolutely could have and that's just the big deals way you know it's entirely mm-hmm. possible he can catch eliash dougie hamilton is on pace to make franchise history he already set the devil's record with goals. He just passed Rob Ramage last night against Pittsburgh with his 21st of the season. Barry Beck holds the record with 22 goals for by most by a defenseman in a season. Dougie could do it. Mm-hmm. Easily Doug, with four and, games left. No problem. And he's got five game. I'm sorry, five points away from Scott Stevens for the single season point record. Now Stevens did that in an 80, 84 game season. I think Hamilton may fall a little. <laughs> sorry Plus, about that may fall a little short of that but the fact that hamilton is putting this in is just speaking to you know how amazing his season has been he sure is now at 75 points you know i'm sure he's going to get a lot of selkie love this season and um once bergeron finally retires he may actually win one in some point in the future dawson mercer's but dawson's mercer hat trick he's now the third leading scorer in his entire draft class yep yep and there's let's not forget also um i think there's like three 70 point scores for the first time since uh 2011 12 mm-hmm. there's the first goalie to get 30 plus wins as a devil since martin Jordan, the only goalie to get 30 plus wins as a devil uh in vtech vanacek so a lot of things happening this season where if this was any other year where boston wasn't doing exactly what they are we're, we're talking about a historic season for new jersey's team and despite the fact that boston's doing that doesn't mean the devils are any less of a story no and um we'll see i mean it just makes the devils a legitimate contender this year and in these last couple of games we're looking to see them uh round into playoff form now what the expectation is also is that once they lock up that second spot they maybe might be resting some people for the last couple of games but uh that all remains to be seen by tomorrow um when they play columbus i'll be in the building that'll be super fun mm-hmm. but uh you had an idea maybe that this might be the game where if Michigan had lost or some game around here, that Luke Hughes would also join the team. But no, he and nope. the other Devils prospects that make up half of Michigan's defensive core are going to the Frozen Four. And uh, best of luck to them. And right after that, maybe we'll see Luke in the NHL. But it, it's it's hard to say because something very positive has also happened the last few weeks in the emergence of Kevin Ball. Um Oh, that has added an unexpected layer of depth. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, that's the really exciting thing about this is that, um, you know, the Devils don't just have Simo Nemich hanging out in Utica, who, by the way, is in the middle of their own contentious playoff race in a very, very tight North division in the AHL. 
Uh, but Luke Hughes literally could join the team very soon. Uh, they play, they play Kittipak tomorrow. Um, a little, their, their start time is at eight 30. So you might catch the end of that after the Columbus game tomorrow. And, um, you know, the, the national championship games on April 8th. So it is entirely possible. Luke Hughes joins this team for the final two games of the season. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and, and that's the crazy thing about this is that this is not even the full form of the New Jersey devils as constructed. I mean, yeah, Holtz, Holtz has been a bit sick, so I don't think we're going to see him necessarily. And, you know, it's an open question of how, how much do you really put faith in Nolan foot and, uh, you know, uh, Graham Clark and yeah. uh, others, others down in Utica, but Hugh, Hugh, Luke Hughes and Simo Nemich are potential game changers for the defense. And this is already a defense that despite some horrible miscues at times, it makes you wonder like, why are these, are, is anybody paying attention off the puck on this team? Um, you know, we're still talking about a team that rates incredibly well in five on five for defensive metrics. They've only given up 217 total goals. Um, you know, that's, that's a top 10, um, number right now this this defense could get even better and even more dangerous considering how much the devil's defensemen attack you know ryan graves had a fantastic night against pittsburgh he's finally out of his slump Mm -hmm. but imagine the future where luke but imagine saved the game the other night also he he had a bad night against the who was it um overall it it was a it was not the best night against i believe it was ottawa but, he had a bad game against Ottawa. He was awful against the Islanders. He where saved did he the puck. Off? Oh, the Rangers. Ra- That's what it was. Our hated yeah. rivals. Last second, mm-hmm. um, near last second, six on five. Graves was also not very good in that game either. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when I say not very good, it's not like oh, he's just give. He's just costing the team goals. Like he's missing on exits. He's not in the right positions. He's slow in chasing plays. Like I, I, I'm, I was convinced that he's in a slump because this makes sense, Dan. Like we talk about scorers being in a slump. Andres Palat has been ice cold, for example, uh, on the score sheet. Why not defenseman? Mm-hmm. But, but it appears that uh, Graves has gotten out of it um, with the Penguins game last night. And you're right. He did save a goal against our hated rivals. But again, Dan, imagine replacing Ryan Graves next season with Luke Hughes. Yeah, that's uh, pretty nice. That pretty is nice. tantalizing. That is, that is... That is something to look forward to. That's something you could sell tickets for. I really so, believe that much in Luke Hughes, by the way. So so let's let's put it this way. We're looking to see the Devils really keep their good habits up these last couple of games. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because this it's still, you're right, it doesn't feel like quite the year, but it is a year where it's possible. So let's see how far they can get. And uh, yeah. again, I think no Devils fan will be too, too upset if they... Uh, you know, beat the Rangers in the first round and don't do much more than that. But you'd like to see them get their experience now while they're young, so they can really parlay it when they're um, when they're you know more veteran in the NHL and in the NHL playoffs. One reminder to uh, all the fans out there: no matter how great this season is, the playoffs are a different animal, and uh, you have to go through your warts in the playoffs to accomplish something great. I, I just want to point to the example of the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty that started because they were the best seed and they got swept by a Columbus team that launched two consecutive championships. No matter what the result is here, they're building habits that we should see later on. Unlike in 2017, 18, where everything was built on the back of one singular player. Right now I do want to say there is a reason to believe that the devils could go much further than, than that, Dan. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a fairly recent example because I was curious, like, what was the last team to win the Stanley Cup after missing the playoffs entirely? Mm-hmm. And the answer was not that long ago. St. Louis 
Yeah, the Blues. That they bar- they barely missed out in 27, 2018. So I guess there's a logic to saying, you know, hey, you can't be like a scrub team. You can't go from the outhouse to the penthouse within a season. And to be fair, the Blues were like, they made the playoffs like six times in a row prior to missing out in 2018. Mm-hmm. But they, they missed out in 2018. They only improved by five points the next season. But they, they was still good enough to go second in their division because their division was not that great. Mm-hmm. And they went all the way singing Laura Branigan songs. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the notion here, mind you, this was, a, and let me just quickly recap that 2019 run, six games over Winnipeg, seven games over Dallas, six games over a very good San Jose team. This was before everything fell apart for them. And then seven games over Boston. It was very much, you know, you know, even in their previous six playoff appearances, they've never gone that deep mm-hmm. and in those types of long series against that many opponents. So you're right that the Dev- there is value for the Devils to go out there and get that vaunted playoff experience. But I would say if, if you're the New Jersey Devils, you're in that locker room, aim for the moon. Yeah. Be- why not be the Blues? Like, well, how, of course, how many, how many like the Devils have never had. They've only had one fifty one season in their entire franchise history. Mm-hmm. They're about to become the second team to do that. They've, you know, the Devils have one of the best road records in the in the NA. They have one of the best road records in the NHL, but one of the best ones in franchise history. They've had Dawson Mercer's point streak. They've had a 13-game winning streak as a team. They have Jack Hughes becoming the fifth Devil ever to have a 90-point season. I don't think they were ever the top seed when they won the cup, right? Mm. I am now going to quickly check the 2000 team. That's the only one I could maybe imagine being Because they definitely did not in 1995. They yeah. Did not. They were on the road uh, pretty much their entire run. And 03, they won game seven in Ottawa. That's right. In the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, they they made Daniel Alfredson sad because mm-hmm. somebody forgot to cover Jeff Friesian. So oh, well. too bad. So sad. No. Um. Oh, no, the 2005 team, they finished second in their division. They had 103 points. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they But finished... I'm saying none of the cup teams have won the division. You just no. have to be there. Give yourself an opportunity. And they, they've proven that they can hang with anyone in this league this year. I'm more saying this for the sense of fans. It's already a fantastic season. Uh, it, it, it does not invalidate how fantastic this season is, no matter what happens in the playoffs. Just understand that this is a very different experience for every player who's played them, both by uh, anecdote and really by, you know, just statistics. Um, they'll have to learn some stuff, too. And if that takes one postseason or it just happens right away, then great. But if it takes more than one, it's not the worst thing in the world. Again, remember, these guys are mostly under 25, the ones that will matter anyway. This is very true. I mean, you know, Mercer's hat trick has revived a lot of opinions that, you know, Mercer is very much a part of this core as much as, you know, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes. Um, and I think he'll get paid appropriately for that. I credit credit to Tom Fitzgerald for not trading him for Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. I think Timo Meyer has already proven his worth. He's actually, I actually looked this up. The last major trade acquisition the Devils got was a guy named Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, he put up 10 goals in 27 games since being acquired and also 27 points. Meyer's not going to get 27 points, but he could catch 10 goals. <laughs> you know, he's at seven yeah. you know, as a, as a devil. And he's actually at nearly 40 for the whole season. So, I mean, you, you got the guns, you got the players, you got the talent, you've got the motivation. And as much as, you know, as you said, the core players are all young, but some of those other important players on the team, like Dougie Hamilton, like Thomas Tatar, like Andrzej Palat, to a lesser extent, Vitek Vanacek, they've been in playoff games before. 
not, okay, in Vanacek's case, not very much. Um, Eric Halla, who finally has scored some goals recently. He's actually beyond 10 goals, Dan. Who would have thought that considering the beginning of his season? Um, you have guys who can say, hey, we know what we need to do. And of course, you got Lindy Ruff behind the bench, who knows all too well about what playoff hockey's like. Um, again, I would go into this with the motivation of aim for the stars. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, as you said, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing at the as long as the Devils don't get bounced out by our hated rivals. The Devils yeah. have earned a lot of goodwill from this season. A yeah. lot of goodwill. I mean, I and, think even if that happens, they've earned a lot of goodwill. I think it'll leave a sour taste in our mouths, certainly. But mm-hmm. yet again, how do you think the Tampa fans felt when they saw the best regular season team get swept in the first round? I bet they felt a lot better about it after they won consecutive championships. And nearly got a third. Yes. You know, um, and also Tampa Bay fans are probably thinking like, yeah, we're awake now. We're going to now, you know, go win some games. We're going to beat Toronto again in the first round. You know, honestly, <laughs> I'm so happy that's happening. And that matchup is locked in again. So no matter how you slice it, you either get a team eliminated that's been to the cup three times in a row, or you get a team eliminated to continue what is maybe the greatest playoff streak uh, that is currently existing in the NHL of 17 years without a first round win. Love it. You'll love, love to it. see it. And the best yeah. part is the best part is the, the media. That's the thing about Toronto. Like, and I think that's maybe one of the larger existential concerns of the devil's fan. The people who matter is you don't want to end up like Toronto. You don't mm-hmm. want to end up with the team that's legitimately objectively great. Cause that Toronto team is a great team. Like we, we cannot look, we cannot be honest with ourselves and say, Oh, that team's a bunch of scrubs. You know, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of frauds, you know, they're perpetrators, you know, you know, they're, they're, um, they're not legit. Like this is no, a legitimate. No, they're team. better now. They're better, guys. We, we're allowed to be happy about this. We're allowed to be happy about what they've already accomplished. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is here is that Toronto has literally done everything possible to try to get a first round playoff win. Yeah, like, and I think that's the concern for the Devils is like you still want to get that one out of the way so you don't end up in this case where you have a legitimately great team but nobody can figure out what it's going to take beyond you know, animal sacrifice to get out of, you know, to win four games in the playoffs. Cause that's really more... what it comes down to. Like just win four games. That's, Can I give you a slightly more uh, optimistic um, mm-hmm. comparison? Well, take a team that's won the lottery a bunch of times to get high value players. When all those players hit like they are now in that, the uh, you know, all three of the guys who um their high draft picks that are still there, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, all just passed 100 points in a season. Uh, I, I think the Oilers, who have started making it to conference finals, things like that, they're also in that echelon of they're not too far away. And I think the Devils are, I'm hoping that the comparison ends up being closer or better than, you know, to them than it is to Toronto, for example. I, I oh, think yeah. Edmonton is really steadily improving in the playoffs each time they get a chance. They have not won a shootout, Dan. All Edmonton? their wins have been- yeah, all their wins have either been in regulation or overtime. Insane. They're also 9-0-1 in their last 10 and on a five-game heater. So Yeah, they're good. They're they're yeah, officially they're, they're... good. Their power plays uh, out of this world. And again, all the three guys that, you know, McDavid was obviously good right away. Dreisaitl's still good. Nugent Hopkins getting up to 100 is not a small deal considering there's not that many players in the NHL this year that have done that. And so, yeah. you know, when you're looking at, Hughes, Heischer, Nemitz, lottery wins, things like that. I mean, the lottery win that they parlayed Larson into Hall got them Mercer. So, you know, it, it's all these things end up coming back. And I think that 
I'm looking for them to make a second round run to start, maybe then a little further, a little further, a little further, so on and so forth. But who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. We'll it, it could take different things to spark a team, as we saw between all the examples we mentioned today. Not to mention that again, a team that was in its first year of existence of being a team. If you're looking at a recent example of uh, teams making deep runs, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Anything is possible. That team would be Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> you almost forgot well, to mention who they well, were. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I assumed people would know who I was talking about at that yeah, point. Yeah, but that's that's an even better example because you could look at that team and go, well, they're just a bunch of cast-offs from other teams yeah. and a bunch of good players in Florida didn't value correctly. The um, Montreal Canadiens got an opportunity in the bubble and took it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. And you can say what you want about the bubble environment, but the teams they were playing were not less talented than them, and they nope. managed to beat them anyway. Exactly. And that's one of the great things about hockey in general, unlike, say, basketball and definitely better than more so than soccer, where you just look at a roster and you realize, yep, this team is better than the other one. But who's to say that's going to be how the game goes? You know, a goalie gets hot, a shooter gets hot, a a guy gets cold. You know, again, all, all things on paper, Tuesday night's game against Pittsburgh should have been Pittsburgh playing with, you know, with their lives on the line. You know, they got a 16 season playoff streak to uphold and that team got bodied <laughs> by the devils who have, yeah. as we've said many times, they're, they're pretty much locked in a second, second place at best. And I'm sorry, second place at minimum and first at best, like they devils don't really have anything to play for. And the devils are just like, yeah, we're better than you. You can't stop us. You know, call us when you're ready to stop us, but you can't. And they it feels so good to gloat on this podcast. I got to tell you, uh, it feels really good to not be like, all right, what are the new prospects next year? What are they going to do in the offseason? Oh, boy, let's get ready to watch Rangers Islanders round. No, 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 no. We, I, I could not tell you who the top 10 uh, consensus draft picks are. To be fair, the World Under-18s haven't happened yet, so there you go. Worth uh, mentioning, I think, the top pick out of Russia, Matvey uh, Michkov. His father actually did um, – was found, and he passed away. So I, I don't know what happened there. There's an investigation going on by oh. the Russian Hockey Federation. But, yeah, Matvey Michkov's uh, father was found um, – dead recently which is i mean i I can't even imagine the feeling for mitchkov in this where he's supposed to be like a very solid top five pick top three pick maybe um but there's just so much more to think about now there's just so much more for a player like that to deal with um with that kind of news so you know at least my thoughts are with him um that all being said it is nice not to have to worry about it from a devil's perspective not to have to do scouting reports for players that may take years to get to the nhl so let's appreciate that while we can and uh, is there anything else for this pilot episode of hockey at the rock i know we've been kind of you know waxing poetic about the glory that is returning to the playoffs but it just feels good after all these years it's been earned you know yeah. after a lot yeah. of lean seasons to put it mildly a little gloating's okay as yeah, we're and- fans we're allowed and to gloat. We helped. You know? you know, we contributed. We were there. Well, mm-hmm. Through thick and thin, we stood by these people. And that's true. I have, I have given again. the Devils a lot of money over the seasons <laughs> <laughs> to support them. I, I'd i like to think I paid for Jack Hughes' contract. I yeah. I don't know contract. how much of that directly contributed, <laughs> but uh, I know that 
at the very least, my meal tomorrow at uh, Iberia will go into the community that makes the rock possible. So um, right. that, okay. Okay. that's great so, news. So, so let's end this with a little bit of scoreboard watching. Let's do it. Okay. So as mentioned, the Devils have four games left to play. They will play Columbus, who I personally would like to see the Devils smash because I'm tired of so many years of Columbus just making the Devils look like chumps. Oh, I, I still want the Devils to beat them. So, so do that on Thursday. Go to Boston. Whatever you can get from Boston, who cares? <laughs> Nobody it would gets be nice anything. to win one against them this year, considering they lost three. Um, two. Or two, sorry, back-to-back. Yeah, Earlier but... in December when it was like a, I don't know, these are the two best teams. Well, how have things changed since then? Let's let's get a progress report. How about that? Yeah, well, Boston has nothing to play for. But that's the thing about really well, great teams, Dan, is Taylor that Hall, yeah. Yeah, really great teams just don't turn it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't just like flip a switch. Well, Boston and, does have things to play for. They can set the all-time uh, NHL record for points. Oh, still. they can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that game against Boston's on ABC. So if you want the Devils on a national broadcast, there you go. Eight it's o'clock, which game. is weird for an East Coast game. ABC. ABC. A. BC. Anyway, the only game that might have any potential meaning is the Buffalo game on the 11th, which the Devils will have a rest advantage because Buffalo will be in Manhattan the night before. And Buffalo's in this spot where um, they really can't afford to lose any more games. Mm. Like mathematically, they may afford to lose one or two, but I, I would, I'd like to think by the 11th, we'll know that Buffalo's out. And the yeah. Capitals have been already officially eliminated. The Putinist is going to go back to simping for Vlad. Um you know, calm yep. him down about the NATO decisions and all that. He'll after eight um, years, the Capitals are going to miss the playoffs. We actually will have another streak ending. Uh, I think the um, someone on the West Coast, I forgot who it was. Nashville's oh. on the precipice. Nashville, that's who it is. Okay, so yeah, Nashville, uh, the Capitals, and of course Pittsburgh sitting on those sixteen straight years, looking a little precarious on that perch. So we'll see if they're able to bounce back. Yeah. I I just think like. Whichever team, whichever two teams of those three make it, Florida, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh, man, the amount of energy they're expending just on this last push can have two effects in my eyes. It can either exhaust those teams emotionally and drain them for round one, or it can really get them into the playoff mood and give them that runway that they need to really make some noise in the first round. So I'm curious to see how that goes, although unquestionably, yeah. it feels like those teams will be talent-wise right. inferior to the teams that have already clinched. Well, it's actually important. I'm glad you mentioned that, Dan, because two of those, well, a couple of those playoff teams that are still technically in the hunt, they're going to have to deal with Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want the Devils to catch Carolina, the goal is the Devils have to earn three more points than them to catch them. Um, Carolina will go to Nashville on Thursday. Hey. They will uh, go to Buffalo on Saturday for a nooner. And again, I think Buffalo is going to be, that might be the game where Buffalo gets dusted. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And then Ottawa will finally use up their game in hand. They'll play three games in four nights in their final five days of the season. They're going to go to Ottawa on the 10th. They're going to host Detroit on the 11th. That back-to-back had a lot more juice about a month ago, but thanks to Ottawa and Detroit that they don't. And then interestingly, they're going to play Florida in their final game of the season in Florida on the 13th. So that could be a a literal first-round preview right there, Mm -hmm. depending on how all the results turn out. So if you want the Devils to catch the Canes, you're going to need Nashville, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, and Florida to be bros. And um, that's an easy strength of schedule. Let me just lay that yeah, out. That, there yeah. For the and also, <laughs> Carolina has this annoying tendency to just pull wins out of nowhere. Like, 
they they just beat Ottawa three two in overtime. They they edged out the Islanders two to one the previous Sunday. You know it was good though. Detroit Wallman scoring with three seconds left against literal Carolina. three seconds good. left. Yeah, and, and that was good. actually that was the last time Carolina lost a game. So oh anyway, and as far as our hated rivals, if you don't want our hated rivals to catch the Devils, uh, you want Tampa to win tonight. You want St. Louis, who, by the way, has been surprisingly decent since burning off their roster. And the return uh, of Sammy Blay has led to one of the most productive reunions in NHL history, basically. Yeah, Sammy Blaze is hot right now. Uh, Mugatu wants to sign him. That's how hot he is. Bizarre. Uh, yeah. But uh, they're going to, so that's a back to back that's not easy. And then again, our hated rivals will go to Columbus on Saturday. They'll host Buffalo on Monday, and then they'll go host Toronto on Thursday. So as long as our hated rivals, do not make up a five-point gap over those five games, uh, the Devils are fine in second place. Even if that, they do and end up playing them without home ice advantage, I don't yeah, think it's the cares? worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, the, dev- the Devils are built for road games. They've won an MSG. The only loss they have to the Rangers was in overtime. Yep. They, they, they can hang. They're not going to be intimidated by the suits no. in the world's most overrated arena. So we uh, wait with bated breath until then, and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Thank you all for listening. While the name has changed, the podcast is very much the same. So leave your comments and suggestions if there's certain things you want us to cover. As we approach the playoffs, we'll certainly do that. We're very excited to bring playoff coverage for the first time uh, to the podcast, and I guess it's coming under the new umbrella. So thank you all again for listening. Your support is what lets us do this anywhere we do it. So Uh, And you're who we do it for. So like we said, thanks again. We'll catch you next time. And as always, John, Dan, let's go Devils. Go Devils. Devils.